thousand people. So it's the the DHS dense disinformation right, board. Department of Homeland Security. Disinformation Board. Disinformation Board. Interesting. So now you can quote them. Well, according to the DHS Disinformation Board, that's not true. So they're right. fact checkers, the government level fact checkers. Yeah, because you, you, that's who you want to trust is the government. Yeah, but the fact is, I mean, I, they're, why are they? They're absolutely terrified of freedom of speech. They're terrified of it. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the only reason we have the Second Amendment is to keep our first. Amen. You know, because you don't even really need the Second Amendment if you have the first, but it's for when you lose the First <laughs> Amendment, you got to fall back hey, to that, that that's, second. That's dangerous talking you're saying. There, no, no, well, good thing dangerous. we're not live yet. We are rolling. Oh, 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 it sounds like a great time. Quantum bombs. On today's episode, we explore which one is more dangerous, hurt feelings or censorship? And how does Biden's Ministry of Truth Department get us to George Orwell's 1984 dystopia? And will Elon Musk mysteriously be off like Epstein? Maybe decentralization is the only thing that can save us. We then jump into why the fall of fiat currency in this lifetime is like a perfect stacked house of cards and discuss each year that our government went against our founding fathers wise warnings by doing exactly what they told us not to do but don't get too worried since we've previously proven that aliens are about enlightenment love and freedom russell makes the groundbreaking case discovery live on the show that aliens quite possibly could be satoshi nakamoto the inventor of Bitcoin blockchain technology. But no, seriously, guys, we make a compelling case for cryptocurrency given today's stacked deck. Let's dive in. The, the brilliant first founding fathers, the very first amendment, the, the Bill of Rights, the very, very first one is freedom of speech. We're saying, oh, how important is it? Is it more? I mean, that's how important they thought it was. And then to your point, absolutely. The first one is freedom of speech, and the second one, make sure you can keep it. Well, now we have the government uh, has taken... They want to ensure our freedom of speech so much they want to make sure we also have speech that's true with the Ministry of Truth. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, that sounds like a great time. Quantum, Quantum bombs. bombs. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode number two. So sorry I don't have a sweet jingle made yet. Oh. On today's episode, I'm going to do it correctly, and I'm going to introduce your four people sitting at this table. Off the cuff, correct me later if I get it wrong, guys. Across the table for me is my brother, Russell Hagendorf. Not only is he a licensed engineer, he's our futurist. He's a crypto expert. He likes to live in Web3. He's a real estate investor. Just a sexy entrepreneur. Did I forget anything? No. Um, it's actually more important we say our own name because no one's watching this. They're just listening. And so if I say, hi, my name's Russell, they'll, they're going to link my voice to my name. So Thank it's, you yeah. so much. I, no, you're right. Really? You're yeah. So you guys actually need to say your name in it, your voice. It's always good to be edited by your brother. <laughs> then say hello to us, Rex. Hello. I'm Rex. <laughs> the most beautiful voice in radio, Rex. <laughs> Speaking of, he does come from a Hollywood producing and acting background. Um, he's worked 12 years in the UXO industry, unexploded ordinance is what that stands for, meaning he goes around the world and digs up dangerous bombs, keeping all of us people safe. And he is our history buff. He loves history. He's reminiscent of past times, and he just loves technology. That's a joke. <laughs> that was sarcasm. I hate technology. <laughs> to my right is my bestie and buddy and business partner, Matt Barnett. Matt Barnett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the voice. You got to have my voice. 
give it to him. Okay. Um, and at the end, we'll also plug all of our handles and where you can find us at. Matt is a chemist. He owns his own explosives company, but he's not your everyday weapons guy, even though he even owns an army tank. He's a hippie. He loves hot springs and entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, it's a hard word, transformational hippie dippy. He, has, he owns his own transformational camp out in West Texas. He likes to acquire land. He's also quite an entrepreneur. Did I miss anything? Well, you know, and I'm not judgmental of people that do mushrooms and all that, but because of my profession, I, I refrain from yeah, it. Yeah, let, let's put that out there. He doesn't mix the two. Yeah, I don't do drugs. What a stereo you type. So when I say hippy-dippy, you picture drugs? Well, you I mean, put hot springs in there, too. You put the two of those together, and you're going to have mushrooms somewhere. <laughs> what drugs did you say? What did you, um, and then lastly, myself, um, TV host and actress, 10 years in L.A., um, TV creator. Um, okay, so, yeah, I'm selling TV shows. Now I'm more into recently producing online content and uh, producing this podcast is my newest thing. You can always check me out at Beth Hagendorf on YouTube where I produce a spirituality explained for the average Joe. I love everything unseen. All right, so on today's episode, we've got a bunch of cool things we're going to cover and talk about. Well, let me jump us into then the premise of our largest first topic today. This was eaten at me. So Elon Musk buying Twitter, that's all the rave, that's what everybody's talking about. But I don't think, or at least this is what my mind thinks, is that very unoften are we talking about what needs to be said, both to the left and the right, and everybody that's in this little, this little carfuffle, which is... You've got the left saying, oh, no, we're going to be saying hate speech. And I get it. So we're going to be saying mean things to those, right? Like, I want to really look at the idea that the left has that hurt feelings. Basically, they want to safeguard people's feelings from being hurt by facilitating censorship. But no one ever really says, well, the reason we're okay with hurting your feelings, right, and allowing people to call you names on the Internet, which has been, you know, this has been happening for thousands of years, right? People have said ugly things to other humans. Humans are ugly. We're never going to be perfect, right? They want to stop that and somehow police it and censor it, but no one ever talks to them or talks about the dangers of censorship and where it leads. And I'm halfway through the audiobook of 1984, and um, I just feel like I want to walk the process of if we where censorship leads, why is it you're, bad? You're, um, you're making the mistake of... Taking the stated, assuming that the stated goal of censorship and the actual goal are the same thing. It's like protecting people's feelings being the stated goal and maintaining and taking on more power being the actual goal. So I, I see how you separate those two, but what are you saying? What, what was the point? Well, you didn't, you, like you just said that the censorship and the purpose is. To protect people's feelings, right? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Well, that's yeah, what that's the left is saying. That's the consumer of this that's message. That's the stated like, goal. It, it, you know, the, but yeah. in reality, and you look at when you look at it in, in practice on Twitter and what they've done in the past, I don't think like that's not what it's about. No. It's about like um, no one's talking about this, so that's why I want to have this conversation. Like, what is it? So, what do you think it's about? It's also about getting getting only one. Uh, narrative, narrative, narrative there, Thank you. Out there, I mean, it's it's not about protecting anyone. It's about making sure. For instance, when you mentioned the the million man uh, Second Amendment march on Washington, that was don't cover it. So there, there. It's not about 
not protecting anybody. It's about just only show them what we want them to see, only let them hear what we want them to hear. Well, yeah. Can you imagine how bad for their message that would be to have that many armed people walking down the street and not one shot fired? No, they didn't even litter. I mean, they was at my herd. It's like, no, that, that it was it was the it was like this march, and they picked up after themselves when they were done. There was no trash on the street. What was the Million Man March for again? It was for the Second Amendment. And it happened in Virginia, too, when they had these draconian Virginia just passed all these these really anti-Second Amendment laws. And they right. had this huge march on the Capitol. And again, they picked their trash up. Was, and they picked their trash up, and it was very quiet. They what didn't, they year was Million Man March? He was thinking, I, I don't know that it was a million. Well, I mean, that was, they, oh. they, that's just a that term now. The they, 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 right. they talk about any time when, when marches on Washington. It was the, just it's the Million Man March for this or that. Yeah, the governor of Virginia was about to, uh, or was supporting some pretty draconian gun law measures, I guess. And uh, people were standing up to it and coming out in full force. And they were there with their gear on, plate carriers. And, you know, people can make all the fun of them you want, but they were there. They were standing up saying, no, we don't want this. And, yeah, I'm proud of them. Nobody shot anybody. They picked all their trash up, and they they did exactly what we're supposed to do, which is peacefully protest. And, Mm -hmm. again, I think, and I'm going to bring us back to the censorship, but on the gun thing, same problem. No one ever says... The reason the Second Amendment is important, the reason that we care and we're protesting is, I mean, people need to, log, like, they don't know. you got to walk them through step-by-step step where it leads, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, a disarmed society via history more times than not has led to genocide within the next 20 to 50 years of that. Sure. And, but let's go back. Let's rope it back to the <laughs> censorship. Okay. And, Russell, you were saying the powers that be. Okay, so the majority of the people, I guess— I don't want to generalize, but I do read Twitter where it's complete, you know, opposites. The left is saying, oh, it's all about, you know, let's be sensitive to the people that want to, you know, the trans, the LGBTQA plus or whatever, and, and the religious minorities, and we don't want them to be hurt, hurt feelings. And I guess, because that's right now what they're scared is going to, is going to let loose the tigers out of the cage. Elon's going to release it, and all of a sudden all these hateful people are coming out. I don't think they really know what to say. I saw a tweet where a guy said, good democracy requires that there be some uh, more moderation, not less. Uh, No, that's that's not how it works. But but there's a big difference between hate speech and and actual acts of... (laughs) Speech (laughs) you hate, yeah. That's a little little, little tagline. I'm talking about... I mean, you talk about protecting religious minorities. I mean, the First Amendment doesn't protect burning down a, a mosque or a temple or a church. I mean, that's that's a whole different. I mean, the, the it's it's the hurt feelings versus the actually being hurt. Yeah, those well, those things you just listed, burning down mosques and churches, they're illegal. Yep. Yes, which yeah. is what Elon <laughs> says we should have censorship that follows the laws. And what he said, yeah, violent calls to violence is illegal, and then so that should be censored. Per Elon Musk. Well, yeah, if you say, let's all meet down and burn down the, the St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. I mean, that was, yeah, no, you can't do that. You want to meet in front of the St. Patrick's. And, no, not and, only can you not do that, you can't say it either. Because that's a call to violence. Oh, there you go. Isn't that what you meant? Like, that's, a, that's illegal just to even propose it, right? Well, I, I was just... Or you're saying the I act guess that's itself. The only gray I'm saying area. the act of itself. Because okay. yeah. you were using an example at that point in time, and I said, well, those well, things are actually when illegal. S- when she says protect religious minorities, when I say protect, it means you don't hurt them. You can't, you can't drag them to so the street. I'm, you can't burn down you their could disagree buildings. With that's them. protecting. And but, yeah, but saying something against them, that's got to be – you have to be able to speak And it's totally okay it. then, I guess, saying it. But, like, it's someone going online. I don't even know what's hateful. But I'm like, okay, I don't like you because of your, your you know – your, your Jewish views or your Mormon views or your Muslim views and then, like, add in some bad language or words. I don't know. 
that's what they're they're worried about. But they're but they I be think to do about that. I think about like all right, I don't have good examples on top of my head, but like yeah, you starving do. in I know, I know. Starving in North Korean camps or the poor people in China right now that they are screwing in the the nails, shutting them in their buildings for whatever reason. Like I just keep I know what oppression looks like. And I remember, you know, the book of nineteen eighty four. Please go out there, young people, especially um Orwell's book nineteen eighty four. Like it really could go to that. And, you know, especially you're like, oh, well, why? And this is kind of like, I want to walk it step by step. So well, Russell well, is bringing us into the idea of control. Now I'm bringing you into a Brandenburg versus Ohio Supreme Court ruling. There you go. That is the, the call to violence is what I was saying. I'm saying the actual speech is illegal. Like you cannot go burn down the, the church, but inciting the violence part is. That's what I was so saying. So that's well, the I would, gray I would area where people well, joke. They, you know, okay. people say dumb crap. Like I'm gonna kick your cat, right? Or, well, you or, brought up the perfect know, example, Beth. When you said that you and I grew up watching Jerry Springer, who would bring on the Russell, KKK, Russell said that, and the yeah, Nazis, he that up. and we watched all these freaks and crazy people out there. And I would say that freedom is sloppy. Freedom is sloppy. It is, and sloppy. things has to work. Things work its way out in freedom because we look at those guys and we go, okay, they're crazy. They're spouting they're hate. Believe me. They're like, Oh, you're black. I don't love you. I don't like you. And whatever. You still knew you can hate. You saw what hate was. We you knew, see we, it. Everyone you go, knew it was I hate. don't want that. We all you can make the choice. Okay. I don't want that. So, but if they, yeah, if somebody was on a public platform and said, meet me at seven o'clock, cause we're going to go burn this church down. I'm pretty sure the first person to show up is going to be the cops at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, if you're there, you, you just expressed intent to do it and you're showing up I don't and know. what you just said you're gonna do is a crime. Yeah, but because because uh, what him just doing that? Let's say he thought. Let's say it's a joke. But him just doing that, and because that's illegal, that's what Elon's saying. Like that, because that is illegal, then they're gonna ban that person or censor that comment based on the law, even if it is a joke. But they, yeah, and I'm, what some I'm, people might not know that's a joke, and they're gonna show up to go do whatever bad thing. Okay, but there's a, yeah, there's a difference saying I hate Beth. Okay, that's something I'm allowed to say. I'm going to hate speech. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot Beth in the face is a whole nother different thing. But people do it and say it online all the time. Do they? Yeah. Well, they you're good do. Lord to say everything. Well, online. I mean, just the oh. I mean, I don't want to be this like squeaky wheel, but in my brain, I was just thinking recently, like with the last guy that went and shot up the, the New York subway. I mean, he was allowed to have a YouTube channel. Meanwhile, my YouTube channel, you know, I mentioned it last time. I have a sh- 15 tips on how to be more humble. That got censored for hate speech. So, so, but wow. the guy that just shot up the subway that, you know, he had it an agenda, which is, so, you know, stupid so racial didn't, agenda. He didn't get much coverage though, did he? No. <laughs> Wonder, why? But I don't want to bring well, up what's not getting censored because we already know believe, it's but, unfairly being but, but the, monitored. But what's weird is uh, there's a conspiracy. I don't think it's true, but they said that they kept reporting that they he fired 33 rounds and this number 33 was code to like stop reporting the story. I thought that was interesting. But they really did. Like That's tinfoily. Yeah, all of the networks did report there was 33 rounds fired. Fire 34. Well, that's not, that, that's, that means a different code. So. Okay. okay, so <laughs> no report. one's walked me into the dangers <laughs> of censorship yet. Walk me through this. I mean, because I'm saying all this crazy oppression stuff. Like, I go straight to complete oppression. But walk me there. To get you to get you to George Orwell from where yes, we're at now. Yes, get me to 1984 well, I, I from give... from if we were actually to allow. Oh, that's the other thing is we're going to move into the the Ministry of Truth, hey, but like the you, idea you get to that oppression. people can't think for themselves. Like 
when we grew up, like it's like you're bringing up Jerry Springer. We, I just, it was understood you had a barometer of what's true and what's not. And then all of a sudden COVID farted out this huge <laughs> truth baby and they used it. They, they picked a really scary disease that, you know, <laughs> fortunately for us, didn't wipe out mankind like they probably needed it to for people to fear it. But do squat. Yeah. They now put a, the very, the very, okay, I got to hit this. This is my pet peeve. Sorry. I bought myself into it. This is my biggest pet peeve is that everybody, even Rogan and all the biggies, they'll talk about misinformation and the, even the news reporters, they even abide by it like, oh, well, this is, isn't misinformation or this isn't or this is what we're doing. No, the very idea that we even have someone creating and policing misinformation is the problem. Again, that's the stemming of and, and what being in To your point, how you go from freedom to oppression is the same way you go from friends to third base, little at a time. Well, if you want to know what it looks like, uh, so if you watch the 1984 movie produced in 1984, 85 is what it says when I watched it. I watched it recently, and there's this uh, scene where they're all like yelling at this uh, screen projector. That uh, They're basically being brainwashed, and all these people are like furious at the, what they're showing is the enemy. And it looks crazy, but I was like, it looks just as crazy when you see people fake crying in North Korea, oh, when, yeah. you know, because that, that was caught on film. You know, yep. people, they probably got executed. No, well, only if they didn't fake cry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you get caught, you're you not gotta, crying. You got to fake cry, yeah. I missed that one. They killed a turtle farmer because he, he didn't do something right when the most worstful what's ever showed up. Yeah, so, I mean, that's like, I don't know how you can get more extreme. So there's already an example in real life today. In my, okay, but, like, how do we go from where we're at to that, I would say the steps we're going through now because it's like I push you a little bit, and, and you 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 push back, and I stop, and then I push a little more, and then you stop, and then forty years from now, you're way way past where I first pushed you, and it was little at a time. You don't come in dressed like Nazis right away because you you know we're not going to stand for that. It's two steps forward, one step back, and yeah. that's that's they what did it beautifully with COVID. Yeah, so and the, no one did anything. Kind of let also the, generational. Let the lockdowns lighten up a little bit, and then go a little bit further, and then let them come. You know, we're going to watch what you say. Hate speech. One, the other thing that's a problem is is who is the grand judge of all of this? That's why we got to have that's freedom. What's most important because if we don't have a, a freedom protected by the letter of the law. What we have is, oh, common sense gun control, as long as you're mentally sound. Who determines that? Well, a doctor. What are his opinions? What are his thoughts? And before you know it, well, it's not socially acceptable to say this. And this is also why you don't want pure democracy. You want a place run by law. Because when you become the minority, trust me, you don't want the majority determining what you get and don't get. You want the letter of the law standing there protecting you. That's why we're a republic, not a democracy. Democratic well, republic. Well, the right? example I, I also talked about, as far as freedom of speech, remember, uh, Trayvon Martin, when that whole thing happened, and, uh, and as I met the people started making silhouettes, target silhouettes of a just a silhouette, but it was holding skittles. Because Trayvon Martin was was holding skittles when he was shot. Oh, I see. Uh, live or no? No, Trayvon Martin died. That's what I thought. But, okay. but the fact is, I'm saying the people when I saw that that there was this silhouette holding skittles, which sadly is right. somebody somebody posted. They said this has got to stop. 
And I'm thinking, no, it doesn't. Right. You don't have to buy it. Because exactly. Because if that stops, because the thing is, so so you're offended by this by this silhouette with Skittles. No, 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 no. It was it was it was it was a target that you shoot at at the shooting range. Oh, oh dear they, lord. Basically, well, who was, did that? That is awful. It was it's tacky as all hell. It's exactly. absolutely it's barbaric, but exactly. but, but it's allowed. Yeah. But you need we live to in a world it. where people do awful things. Because then you get to do something that offends him. I mean it, it's it's we can't say Or you off. turn the other way. Exactly. Or yeah, or don't buy the Trayvon Martin silhouette. Like I don't buy toilet paper with somebody's face on it that I like, you know? That's, but oh wow, now like. I get what you're you saying. Follow what right? I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, no, no, that's a As perfect a, example of not only I mean it's just awful in every way because it doesn't value or respect so a human life that was lost tragically, but yet at the same time, I'll die for your right to do it. Exactly. Or that you know I won't, but our wonderful sir, <laughs> soldiers and everybody that does, and I think thing is as offensive as that is, it still needs to be allowed. Well, I think to oh sum yeah, it, I'm with to you. sum it up, you could basically just say the only speech that needs to be protected is hate speech. Because yeah, you don't gonna, polite, softballs are going to keep up. Polite speech doesn't need to be. Oh, you're protected. so brave coming out here <laughs> yeah, talking so nice. There's no reason to protect like polite speech. You no one's no one. It's it's never going to be at risk. Hate speech is. What needs to be protected? Well, and who determines what it's hate speech? The because minist- what's hate speech? The Ministry of Truth. And see, that's okay, scary, Russell, right? introduce so. our audience then to the Ministry of Truth, please. Well, it's uh, Joe Biden's uh, Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Board. And oh. oh, okay. So, and that was recently introduced in the last what six months, three months? No, this is like, like three days COVID. old. This is fresh oh, three, news. oh, this is basically, right and to bring you Twitter. to context, if you're listening to this, I think, uh, yeah, it's in with a week within uh, Elon actually being able to purchase Twitter once they realized how, oh, I think it, the what? earnings the, the earnings ratio was like 77 times. Anyways, it was a really good well, deal, I, I don't and they know. realized they had to take it. I don't know the lag on this podcast, but it's safe to say, um, three, let's say four days ago, let's say three days ago, the... Biden's disinformation board was announced, but it was in response to Elon Musk buying Twitter. Twitter is, outside of TikTok, if you look at all of the social media platforms, the government pretty much had their hands in all of them. They work like, they like completely cooperated. Anytime the government wanted information from Facebook, they just would hand it over. They They wouldn't make them, like, search, no search warrant required. They were just working together. So... This is a, other than TikTok, because it's Chinese zone, this would, this is the first time they're going to have now a major U.S. social media platform they don't control and don't have their hands in. So where, what's going to be their platform? So they're, they're resp- so now that Elon's bought uh, and is allegedly going to take uh, Twitter and make it free, well, they got to come up with the Ministry of Truth. Well, who's going to gonna con- listen to them? Like you said, it's two steps forward. They got to ha- they got to start somewhere. But I mean, the main goal is you're going to have to run through you're going to have to run your speech by this ministry of truth first before it even gets it's posted. Ri- but the, but you got to have a ministry of truth it's first. China and Russia. Like this is oh, yeah. 100% though. <laughs> you would now you will actually have thought crimes. Like so I, you, you will actually, okay. If we all just got a good dose of it during COVID, it's funny because we all forgot about it. And I don't want to get into COVID because there's too many things that we could go off on, but like there's so many things that were upsetting happening, like when, absolutely horrible. And it was mainly because Oh, the narrative is this, and it defied all logic and all common sense and all reason, whether it was your people were losing their jobs or they were taking money out of bank accounts or just completely like, or you're locked down or your business. I mean, absolutely insanity just to follow a narrative that if anybody actually tweeted or posted against it, you would literally be in trouble with his truth department you're talking about right now. Yeah, I wasn't really sure 
the level of censorship Russia had when the war got going, um, and how much like their well, their their younger generation is smart enough to use a VPN and see what's on the internet and what's really going on in Ukraine if they wanted to. The boomer generation is just <clears throat> exposed to like the regular news, yeah. but right. What I wasn't quite sure how strict they were until in Russia. There's a video of this. A woman got arrested protesting. I think it was either Moscow or St. Petersburg, and she had a blank piece of paper, and that's what she was protesting with, just like holding up the blank. And when the police showed up, took her down. They they arrested her. It literally was blank with no words, nothing, not a picture, nothing. Arrested. Was she saying something? No. Wow, that's really bad. She was pro, (laughs) but she was protesting. Okay, just no protesting. (laughs) Well. When you're talking about this thing that, that the administration just put together, is that then going to censor Twitter? Is that what you I think that's the end goal. Well, but no, no, okay, I mean, so what I see happening, and this is kind of like why Web3 and my brother living there in the future is so important, and decentralization is the answer to actually most of all of our problems for the future, whether it's in the health industry or our laws, our government, everything. And with Twitter... So we've got Twitter and Truth Social now, which is Trump's version of Twitter, Parler. Those are the, you know, and all those new ones, Rumble, that are free speech. Let's just say, or you know, they're, they're trying not to censor main people, right? But the government still has all the, the giants, right? Like the YouTubes, et cetera. Right before January 6th or after, I can't remember, Parler was taken off the servers because they were on Amazon servers, Right. So eventually, Elon, this is why I actually thought about this this morning when I was cleaning my house. Elon has his own satellite networks that, woohoo, I got. And if they wanted to, Twitter servers are probably, of course they are, they're housed somewhere on some media conglomerate that's leftist, right? So the government has easy leanings. It's one phone call they make, boom, it's out. Elon will eventually take Twitter onto its own server and eventually, says we need to merge into Web3, which is the decentralization of everything being on a blockchain, where now the government won't have that control. And, of course, the government, I'm sure in the next now to the next five years, ten years, is like, oh, crap, how do we regulate it and control it? Because our way to freedom truly is decentralization, I think, kind of. Amen. From my little understanding of it. Well, Elon better be careful, or he might have a car accident or something. I do believe he, he has a heart attack or food poisoning or something possibly i don't know it's scary because that's how big what he's proposing is our first way to light at the end of the tunnel the swing back from the crazy and i mean when i mean crazy meaning like dude what happened with the canadian truckers if that didn't scare you that didn't scare you their ability to take your money gone i mean that was truly the sat like i was up about three nights in a row i remember just so hurt so upset that most we cared but not not enough yeah gofundme is only if it's for what we agree with but that was an eye-opener for people, people's too. money. I think people I started... I they don't forget. I think the people who were pushing a cashless society shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, because now we all with, want cash. We, yeah, with the truckers, the whole deal. Great example of the, the point that I brought up before, which is old technology doesn't need to be thrown away. Old yeah. technology and old ways. You need to know how to build a fire in the middle of the woods, and you need to have some cash. You need to have some gold and silver. And I, that's been beating my head since I was a kid where you just rebel against that. But the more technologically advanced we get, we also open ourselves up for a new kind of thievery that if they have to find out where your gold is buried and take a shovel and go dig it up, 
they're not going to be able to do it. Good. We are going to jump into money and currency here in a little bit, well, but, but go back to, um, you know, Elon possibly being taken out. I kind of want to tie in who is they, who are these people in control? Um, I mean, y'all's thoughts. I have Before we thoughts. jump to Elon, we need to let uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, weigh in. Oh, he's, he's quoted by he's joining us. <laughs> he's, he says Florida will take action against Biden administration's "Quote unquote Ministry of Truth." So him calling it Ministry of he Truth knows, yeah. is it's a is a tale to I everyone. I actually think that is the name in 1984. It, it is. Yeah, that's, that's why the he's whole using relevancy. it. <laughs> okay, oh, uh, are you blonde? <laughs> okay, sorry Not for hair dye. Oh my god, See, I like, the blonde thought girls. No one's even calling it the disinformation board. They're just calling it the Ministry oh, of Truth. Oh man, that's going to sell my merch. Which it's time for a commercial break. You can get your 1984 retro merch at my website, Beth.tv. All right, back to the show, guys. <laughs> We're, we were getting on to, we were getting on with Elon, um, but I think no, there's okay, a bigger so there's the, a bigger thing going on the between reset. between the elites that think we need population reduction and Bill Gates and he's going to vaccinate us all and Elon Musk who thinks we he's afraid of population collapse he thinks humanity's good he wants to increase the population he wants to take us to Mars I'm torn he, on that one yeah well, well yeah I'm torn on that well, because I I understand what he's saying and I don't like people that talk like Dr. Evil saying we need to shrink the world population because I'm like no. well who gets decide that world but I'll is tell so you this abundant. when I when I go to West Texas and I got to fight traffic <laughs> when I go to far little islands in the Caribbean that I get away from everybody and a few years later they're all packing in there when I drive all the way to Alaska it took me 11 oh, 14 days to drive the Alcan and get all the way up to uh Alaska, and I, and I go skinny dipping, right? So I pull over on the side of the road, and here's this beautiful lake in the Yukon, the Yukon. Calvin and Hobbes make a joke about how far away that is. Take my clothes off. I got to hide behind rocks waiting on the traffic to go by to jump in there. So so I don't know. Maybe maybe pack them somewhere else, but I need a place to get away. Did, so the your solution, I mean, you don't, you're don't you trying to get away from people? Is I don't simply, want to kill them. Simply to go to a geographical region that is decreasing in population. I think Wyoming uh, is decreasing, but like go to a country, better yet, go to a country, we are like a developing country there, that is decreasing in population. But I can only have, do what I do here in Texas. Have I'll the amenities all to yourself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, and but I'm with you, but uh, go ahead. It's a terrible reason. Than, I, I'm for like zero growth at least. <laughs> <laughs> Shut them down. Because no, 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 to, to your point, I mean, again, I started driving from Los Angeles to Texas in the year 2000. And from then till now, it is not even the same drive. Right. You can't get and away. I'm talking, it's in, and I, I mean, and people say, well, there's plenty of room. I'm like, it's not a question of stacking people up. They say, if you, you gave every person in the world an acre in Brazil, you could put them all in Brazil. And it would stink. I'm, well, you, I, exactly. But I'm saying it, it's about quality of life. It's about it's right. like, between here and it's 25 miles down the road when I, where I used to live. I mean, okay. I used to be I-10 was empty. It's now packed. You're, you know, you're right. And uh, you're right. It is more crowded. But I mean, my personal opinion, I'm totally fine with people. And I like having that attitude because when it comes to the idea of how much can the earth take, I go back to actual, like, when we made the TV show about, uh, I remember just my research into super volcanoes, like, 99.98% ball of hot lava, been around billions of years. The earth will fart us off when it wants to and grow everything it needs back. The earth can definitely handle it. There's plenty of room for us. But back to the point. I just want to circle us back to the powers that be. At this point in time, there's too many Charles Schwab's. I totally forgot about Klaus Bill. Schwab. Oh, thanks. Klaus Schwab's. I just can picture his drooping face. I forget his actual name. He, he wants you but to die. There's Bill Gates. Yeah, he wants me to die. 
And the great, there's it. all these rumors of the Great Reset. Before that, it was like the Illuminati. There's so many what we used to call conspiracy theories, and we all know the difference between truth and a conspiracy theory. It's just six months, right? Um, give it six months. Now no, it's like there's a week. just way too many narratives. And if you think about it too, especially a lot of like the profound speakers and and just people in the know or just people that you enjoy listening to are all saying something's up, something's changing, things are mucking about. Um, so if now, not more than ever, it's a pivotal point, I think. I think 2020 showed us that we're not in control. Absolutely not. I mean, well, in 2016, it was they were blindsided because the people actually voted and, and something happened that they didn't like. And oh, they made yeah, sure, that was fun. And they made sure it didn't, I mean, in four years. You just pissed gone. off a bunch of listeners. Well, I'm sorry, we can, it's well, called, no, but it's that's not, okay. It's you, a, hey, you know what, it's okay I'm, to be, we I'm all have saying, to yeah. agree. It's okay to be mad too. It's okay to disagree. Well, even right now, if you go to Google, I, I wanted to look at some satellite imagery today on Google Maps. And when I was going through the layers, if you, if you go to Google Maps and click more, there's actually a layer on Google Maps for COVID-19 info. So for people who still care, you can go on Google Maps and it'll tell you county by county how safe it is and the COVID numbers. Uh, it's like a heat map for COVID. I haven't really cared, but what, how are we doing? <laughs> I didn't care too. How's Colorado? Well, I don't know where we're at. I mean, we're in a dirigible over we're New low. York. But <laughs> we're low? We're low. Don't okay. go to Fort Bend County. It's high. Okay. So, okay, no one had else any more comments on my, my tyrannical takeover from the powers that be. Well, I mean, that's what we're talking was, about. I mean, oh, I, I mean, I, I said that's what the 2020 was showed us that we are not in control. There are powers that are that who knows where that are pulling the strings. And that's oh, why yeah, Elon the black, got watch. the black rock. Oh, that, I forgot on my Elon is taking out some big folk. My Klaus squab and my list of baddies. The the <laughs> what is it? The dude from Austin Powers with the finger in the mouth. I have a list of uh, the black rock and all those the baddies. The baddies. Well, yeah, what they, is the, that the guy's big, name? Not, they're not hedge funds, but Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. Oh yeah, yeah. so they're on my Doctor Evil list. There's just too much of that right now. Not to well, at least go. Okay. And think about this. They they follow the same thing that the founding fathers followed. First, it's going to be intellectual. It's going to be you know First Amendment speaking what they say. But if that crap doesn't fall in line, believe me, they're not giving up the tanks, their police force, their weapons, all this. They're not. What what's the guy's name? Uh, Bill Maher. He was pissing and whining a few years ago when there was. Uh, there was unrest in some cities, and the police came out with these armored vehicles, and they had all this military equipment. And he said, you know, where are all you conservatives? You know, years ago, you guys were saying that the police shouldn't be armed up like this, and they shouldn't have all this military tactical gear. He's like, where are you now? And my question is, well, Bill, where were you then? You were just making fun of it. Back when people were warning you, saying, hey, you know, our, our, our government is something we need to watch. Yeah, they Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And now you were making fun of it then, and you're just going to make fun of something now. So... Shut up. If you don't own that, you're part of the problem. Well, then uh, why would we also go out and defend the people who are burning down Portland against the police? They were saying, why aren't you, why, why aren't you the Second Amendment people now standing up to the police? And, well, they're burning Portland down. Yeah, why, now why, they, why, they need why? tanks. Well, <laughs> they they need the armored equipment now. Yeah. So it, is it any mystery um, that the government grows? Can you find an organism or a life form or anything for that matter on this earth that doesn't try to expand in, in its scale and scope and power. That's a good point. Yeah, everything grows. Speaking of and my... It's a double-edged sword about the police, too. Ba back Sorry. to my conspiracy, the Great Reset. 
this has been in the news, or the, actually the fact that it's not in the news is the news. Didn't Joe Biden recently say, and we're going to have food shortages, and it was like planned food shortages? Because part of their plan, Bill Gates, he invested into, a, they want to get us off meat and into processed mm. foods for the masses, which I'm only laughing. So the, the, the smile is only coming, not that I'm pro or anti, eat meat or not, it doesn't bother me. But just the idea that fake food would be healthy for us. Like, yeah, their perfect life is we own nothing and we'll be happy. We'll be renters and we'll be eating like not meat, fake farmed food. I mean, this is really their plans for us in the future versus like, again, an organic, natural, uh, farm to table type life. Yeah. Permaculture. What is yeah. that food going to be? Do you guys hear about all the food processing plants that have been exploded over the past uh, like week or so? Yeah, that's why I brought that up. Like Brings my kind of explode, like blew up. A plane hit two of them. They're... There's like bombs hit other or there in America. Yes, yes. You didn't. You haven't heard this. This is part of the farm. We're talking about food shortages. Well, like, wouldn't you think like uh, mysteriously (laughs) exploding processing plants? And then what? Huh? They blew up. It's like wow, that's weird. FBI is investigating. Of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah. Uh, So food. What kind of processing? Like making the the potted meats. Mm -hmm. Well, those kind. Well, I imagine all kinds, considering like so many of them. Have happened. They want to get a lot us of fires. Talking about fake Newtons. What are we talking about? Processed <laughs> foods here. Like processed foods is pretty much everything in the middle of the all grocery stores. So all, all the crap. A Slim Jim processing oh, plant. God, I shit myself once eating one of those. They run right. <laughs> Slim Jim will run through you. <laughs> cherry plant destroyed. Massive explosion. Cherry. I mean, it's all kinds. I think yeah, they're like slowly moving it into the Bill Gates hands. I think he recently acquired a lot of land too for probably all of this. Okay, I'll get off my. Two, my two killed in the, uh, two killed ten seriously hurt in Omaha plant explosion. Thirteen injured after explosion in New Hampshire ball bearing plant. I guess it's not strictly a ball bearing actually, plant. This just That's actually World War II stuff right there. Why it's all ball bearing. This is why our day. podcast is needed because all relative news. It's actually like interesting and relative has been gone for the past decade. I'd say like. You know, right now it's just narrative. Like, what narrative can we feed you versus, like, what's actually happening and well, interesting? Well, here's the thing. I think Across ball-bearing the plants pretty too, strategic, by the way. actually. That, that's historical. Ball-bearing plants were a strategic thing to take out. Here's the thing. Like, most of the news is actually still reported. It's just, like, on the back of the back of the back of the page. Talk about it on TV. Okay. And they're not going to have it on the front line of their website. Well, we talk about hard it on to find. It's going to be hard to find. Yeah. But they they'll have, they have that because they they can keep their credibility later. They can point back to it and say, "Look, we published this article." What they're not going to say is we didn't tell anyone about it and it got no views. And, we're going to you know. add that to our aims and ideals of quantum bombs to bring you news that isn't on the front page of all those crappy networks out there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to brighter topics, Russell last. We or not last week, our last episode, <laughs> episode one. This is episode two. You brought up the idea that um, aliens <laughs> may be big enough crises per the government. The government may bring them up to what is it? What's the word when you're trying to distract? Distract someone during the fiat currency collapse. Yeah, what's so and dangerous? We kind of just mold. We kind of just moved on from that topic really quickly. But I want to get more into. Fiat currency, you made a great point last show that every single fiat currency, and guys, fiat currency is the belief in 
and money, like our U.S. dollar is a perfect example of fiat currency. Um, the euro is another. The pound is another. Anyway, so Which you get one the point. Is not actually. Yeah. So most of well, our there, money, there are none no, of them, all of them have crashed, and well, now we're take us off. Take us off, Russell. Well, Set the stage real gloomy and doomy. Fiat <laughs> currency became uh, popular when Bitcoin came around, and we needed something to distinguish between, like between Bitcoin and fiat currency. But what fiat like it means by decree. It's Latin for by decree. So you just say something has value because the government says it has value. It becomes, but I mean, our if the history of our money is they took the gold out of our circulating supply in 33. Silver was 64. Silver was 64. And you know when copper was? Uh, 82. 82, yeah. Yeah, because I, I actually need those for making shape charges. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I don't we deface had money. A, we had a tri-metal standard in our money. Um, before that, but anyway, uh, it wasn't, it, the Bretton Woods agreement ended August 15th, 1971. So that wasn't, so central banks could still redeem our dollars for gold up until then, even though they took the gold out in 33 and the silver out. So the day, the dates that you guys are, are referencing is when we no longer held our printable money in Backed it with those commodities such as copper, silver, and gold. Is that what you're saying? Or bring you know, help me help y'all understand y'all. Well, the, the the Bretton Woods Agreement is what we had from World War II to 1971, and so that was not fiat currency because it was redeemable in a commodity. So we had a commodity backed money. And gold, right? Before and- that, though, a lot of the uh, when when we did that, we basically took the entire planet into fiat currency because the other nations that did back their currencies backed it through our dollar. So they didn't bother backing it to gold. They backed it through our dollar. Our dollar was backed by gold. So it was like daisy chain backed by gold. So when we, when that, when that happened, when Nixon said, you no longer can redeem our dollars for gold ever, the entire planet all in one went to fiat. And this actually has What year was that when Nixon did that? 1971. All right. This actually hasn't happened before ever in, in, in human history. Every other time, like a country would fight a war and they'd leave the gold standard to print money to fund the war, there was always some other country that, you know, was still going on that you could, you could go, you could either flee there or you could get their currency. That's but the bad. point is you had, you had hard money to run to somewhere on the planet. But now we're in a unique situation where we don't. So like if, and so all of the countries right now are funding their governments by printing money. And Hey, I want to jump in here yep, real quick. Sure. I got a question for you, Russell. Um, month ago, a few weeks ago, whatever it was, the Russian ruble just went to nothing, like worth a penny or something, right? Now, I know it came up, but it, it, it went really low for a short amount of time, it right? It crashed for like three days, but for yeah. Like, if I had taken 100000 U.S. dollars and bought the ruble in the middle of one of those three days, where would I be sitting right now? 300000 so I, I can tell you pretty quickly on a percentage I think basis. be a lot higher than that. Yeah, and I want to make a point that during... <laughs> Next time we crash somebody's currency, I'm going to go buy it. Is, it, is there an exchange? Had a let, me, let me virtue signal by pointing out to the virtue signalers that they were bad. Yeah, they're like, bad. During that time when Russia was cr- crashing. That's it? That's all it, it went down. I thought it was worth like a penny or something. Well, 53% is quite a loss. I mean, imagine if the U.S. dollar dropped 53%. No, I'm talking about the profit. I want to make harder than that. I want to do That's like Escobar-type profit. profits here. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> while this is happening, our government is promoting us to cut off Russians in any capacity. And I get why they're, I mean, I guess I get why they're doing it so they could say, 
the people would revolt and overthrow their own government. But meanwhile, my heart was like, wow, what is this doing to the actual families yeah. in Russia? No one's talking about this. We're just like, burn them yeah, you know, and, down. Yeah. They can't even swim at this competition. You know, know that's pretty scary. They, I mean, they kicked them out of everything. And I'm just like, wow, these are families too. They're not all Putin's. Right. Okay. Sorry, but um, so you would have made what? What kind of pr- return would you have made? You'd have made fifty three percent return when it came back. You're to talking normal? about uh, buying the ruble when it was down because we we put sanctions on Russia and we crashed their currency and everyone kind of realized they have a lot of gold uh, and they're the willing question, to stake their currency with it. And, right. Well, yeah. the question is, what was the ruble before they yeah, crashed we, it? Was it worth okay. a dollar? Was it one to one? Was it right. twenty to one? What was it? So a ruble was worth. Point zero one three, and it fell down to point zero zero six six. So, so it was worth thirteen cents. Uh, that's yeah, a broke ass that's money. Where, right that's there. where it started at. No, it was worth point zero one. It was three, worth thirteen. It was cents. worth one point three cents. Oh, one point. Wait, it was one ruble was equal to one point three cents. Oh, zero point. Yeah, like a penny. Just say a penny. I mean, we're, it's such small numbers. It's ridiculous to think about yeah. it. Their like money a, was already that bad. That's oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we took oh, never a bad mind. currency. Take that back. Yeah, you go when you go to the exchange there. Like you know, you would just get loads of rubles. Well, can we get cheap steaks and stuff like that there? Yeah, it, it wasn't that expensive in eight seventeen eighteen. It was pretty inexpensive, I would say for sure. When you go out to eat, yeah, you'd be pleasantly surprised. To let our audience know, my brother and I both live abroad quite a bit. He lives abroad a little bit more than I do, and he's spent a lot of time in Russia and Ukraine. They need to sell that ammo cheaper then. Because the ladies are pretty there. But now, when I went to Russia, <laughs> it was still the Soviet Union. Actually, oh. actually, I can elaborate on. She said the ladies are pretty there, and for guys that are curious, what it actually is is just people aren't overweight. No, that's it. it's the truth so bomb. If you look Ooh, at, that hurt, but it's so if true. You look at, if you, the truth bomb. If, if you that take, bomb thing? If you take the American population and remove the overweight people, the people you're left with is still a, it's a relative mix of attractiveness, but it like relatively speaking, it's much, much higher. What are you truth saying? Bomb. Big women ain't, the big people ain't beautiful? What are you, what are you trying <laughs> to say? going to piss people Because big is beautiful, bro. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Plus size model. I miss most of what Russell said, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true. They're just, we're overweight people in America. I mean, literally. I that's mean, his we're opinion. Just, no, we're completely overweight in this well, country. It's actually, you know, that's it true. That's a true statement. But to say that it's a medically, beauty, you know. It's a medically defined statement, right? Like how many people, how many Americans are overweight? But beauty is subjective, but I mean. You're right. Some people might like a that, That's all I'm saying. I'm willing I ar- kind of agree. I'm willing to argue that it's actually just that if they have a varying range of beauty, just like any other people. They just don't have as many, or they have very. It would be rare to be over overweight, more gotcha. rare. Yeah, and so that's why. So people, they're more lean. Exactly. But I've always said, in a world where there's a billion starving people, I like the fact that we live in our country where the primary dietary problem is we have too much food. It's not. Our poor I don't people know if are we fat. Have, we don't have too I, much no, food. That, we just have sugar that. in all of our food. No, no, I don't think it's that we have too much. Well, you're right. We do have food on every corner, and it's yeah. 99 cents. We have but it is too processed much food. sugar. Our poor people are fat. Let that sink no, in. Yeah, yeah, our yeah. poor yeah. people I mean, are you fat. You see people in, 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 in Africa, they're little, they're these little skeletons that are starving. So, yeah, 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 no. When no. I came back from we Africa, have. I sat and thought about it so much. I looked at a dime, and I let it hit me. Like people, and then I know, and I lived in L.A. at the time. When I got back from Africa, I was like, our bums are like the luckiest, most entitled people on earth. They can walk up to Taco Bell, get a dot. Well, back then it was like dollar seven for a taco. Whereas in Africa, you know, a dollar would take them. So, I mean, 
my heart. I mean, I was like, wow, any homeless person in the United States now is still considered privileged after you go to a third world country. Well, so we're funding the government by just printing money, basically. So if you look at if the if the debt goes up every year, that means we had a deficit, right? Like we fell short and how much taxes we took in and how much we spent. There was a difference, and that difference was we just financed it into we just debt. Okay, so so this is the norm now is how we fund governments is uh, taxation via inflation, and what Bitcoin is is the idea that that is not okay, and what Bitcoin is is the idea that it's theft to print money to fund war and social programs. Like we should have inaccurately accounted for. Like you should have your government function like a household where you spend the same amount of money that you bring in because any other entity would just go bankrupt because they don't have the ability to save a little bit. And I do think our, our politicians word their bills as if it is like recently they were bringing up something and they're like, no, we're going to do it by shaving this and cutting that. But I'm like, no. And then when they had someone actually explain what's happened, like, no, it's more of the printing money from tomorrow and taxing our children or so- something. And we're and, and what is our debt up to now? Like thirty two trillion or twenty seven trillion or? It doesn't even matter. Sure. Yeah, just go on YouTube, guys, <laughs> it, and, and and there's t- a debt. Type you can go to US debt. debt. Clock. Yeah, yeah, there's debt. a U.S. debt clock. It's ticking. Like there's no ceiling. In ten seconds, hold on. Wait, let's wait an awkward ten si- seconds of silence. Why? I'm just kidding. But during that ten seconds, we lost like millions into the debt clock. It's a forever incurring thing, and it's climbing. But what are we up to, Russell? Are you googling the yeah, debt? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking debt it up. Limit? But uh, go to YouTube though and watch them try to show you what like 24 trillion dollars looks like. Yeah. Hey, while he's doing that, I want to take Is us back to COVID. Trillion? Remember all the money they pumped out for COVID, like the COVID relief. Oh, yeah. So remember helicopter EI- money. Yeah. So the PPP was forgiven. Or there's a way for that to be forgiven. That's a lot of money to be forgiven. Then there's the EIDL, which it, this July, people are going to have to start making their first payments on the EIDL There's your money. answer, Russell. And I think that in uh, a, a year, a few years, I don't know how long it'll be, people are going to start defaulting on that, and the government's going to forgive that one too. And that's a lot of money that they just go poof, gone, poof, gone. Mm, yeah, that's all inflationary. It's getting my trillion. That couldn't be 30 quadrillion, is it? We're in thirty trillion debt. Okay, we're we're still still only in the trillions. We're thirty trillion dollars in debt, and the debt per U.S. citizen is ninety-one thousand dollars. I got that. So if we just all paid it off, (laughs) but not everyone pays taxes. Kids don't pay taxes. Lower-income people don't pay taxes. So the debt per taxpayer, which is all four of us sitting at this table, is two hundred and forty-two thousand dollars. This is all from usdebtclock.org. Usdebtclock.org. I don't know much about this funny money business, okay. but I'll tell you what's what. Well, we actually need to make progress in where I'm trying to go with this. Yes, please. Okay, okay continue right. forward. Okay, so Bitcoin is this idea that you you it's it's wrong to steal money from the general population by te- uh, printing money to fund government. So a lot, the most optimistic people in Bitcoin will always say Bitcoin fixes this. Bitcoin is going to fix solve all the world's problems. So we'll have less war because we won't be able to fund war by just printing money and stealing from the public. They'll have to actually have the money to buy to buy the weapons to have the war in the first place. All of the major, major wars we've had in modern history have all been funded by fractional reserve banking system where you just loan money into existence and fund the war, right? So Bitcoin, if we if we start using Bitcoin as money, it's going to stop all of that. And if Bitcoin is able to bring us to this utopia of peace and prosperity it and won't. honest money, 
That's why I was saying on the last episode that the ETs are actually Satoshi Nakamoto, who is the alias that created Bitcoin in 2008 and oh. disappeared forever. Oh, there's now a topic. you bring it full circle. Oh. Well, yeah, no, you mentioned how crypto was linked to aliens, that's and we didn't one. get I've into never it. Heard, I've never so, actually heard that yeah, That's original. I was original. Wa- wondering Only on quantum how, bombs. yeah, original right there. Yeah, Satoshi Oh, yeah, that's our bomb. So we are saying, just to make sure I understand you correctly, Russell, so here, is that the aliens are Satoshi Nakamoto. Here on Quantum created. Bombs, I have proven, without a doubt, <laughs> that Satoshi Nakamoto is actually a non-human. He's an alien. And so, guys, to bring you up to speed, on our last episode, we discussed Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, where we all learn in that documentary that aliens are brilliant, they're interdimensional beings that only want the best for us. And that is why, and you can commune with them via meditation circles. Go ahead and watch the documentary. But that would also explain why they created cryptocurrency. It's part of, they were actually, going back to what I said earlier, the part of the original decentralization of Earth for it to be peaceful. Okay, if that's all true. things are decentralized, Then let's watch for the next attack. If what you're saying is true, if what you're saying is true, is true, the enemy is going to make a move. And the move, you know, we talked about Elon Musk. You better be careful. If, if he keeps doing what he's doing. So crypto better watch out because there's going to be a hard attack against that. And that would... Good become, luck. Okay, Maybe so good luck, but I'm just saying, watch, there's going to be an attack. Can you stop an email? Help us understand that, though. Russell, in regards to... Because like, even myself, so, I worry, I'm just how do you observe. stop it from government regulation? And then how do you... Yeah. Well, you file your taxes now. They always ask, did you make any money on, right. on cryptocurrency? No, no, no. I'm not... You no, can't. I'm talking about the U.S. You, like, you know how some countries like... You um, crypto is not allowed it. banning crypto. In fact, we yeah. cut off Russia of crypto again, going back to the atrocities of how bad we treated the Russian citizens during this war that they don't want either. But, anyways, how do we stop it from being government regulated? Like, what if the U.S. just said it's not allowed here anymore? Yeah, what do you do? It's going to be regulated. That when people say it can't be regulated, what they really mean is you can't stop people from using it, even if it is regulated. For example, China has banned Bitcoin. Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin in general, and there's still Bitcoin miners in China. How are you going to stop someone from, you know, running running a Bitcoin miner in their house? So are they still also Kicking owning Bitcoin in China? And well, they you'd just... have to locate them first. And Could AI what, find them? Is that not easy to do? Not if they're not they're if they're doing it correctly. No, yeah, that's absolutely difficult to do if they're doing it correctly. But um, are they for, still owning it? Mining out, like not concerned with mining, like just using it as a currency is would be as difficult as stopping people from using cash. And that's why it's called digital cash. Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper called it a peer-to-peer digital cash. Thank you, aliens. The originations of Bitcoin is actually, extreme, the history of it is extremely interesting. It grew like a virus underground. Uh, nothing but, com- like, when it when the governments could have shut it down, it was nothing but a bunch of computer nerds, and it was laughed at. It's still nerds, but they're not laughing. <laughs> and they're just rich now. Yeah. So you really think he was an alien? You weren't kidding about that. Um, I just made that up. I don't. Oh, you know, okay. Nakamoto. Uh, that is a huge mystery. That you know, I think about a lot. And, Dan Pena uh, says it's the Russians. It's, Dan Pena said that Russia's behind Bitcoin. I like hearing all all theories. You know, a lot of people think the CIA uh, developed Bitcoin so they can usher in a, a control currency, but I don't. I I don't think that uh, they made it too good. It's too easy. Like uh, it's it's 
it's too easy to use it. And if you want to not be tracked, you can use mixers. Um, I don't even understand all this stuff, though. So you say it's easy to not be tracked, but I'm going to get busted right away because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, do you own we'll Bitcoin? help you. Yeah, yeah, I got you, some you Bitcoin. You helped him move his Bitcoin on Shut Trezor. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Matt. Sorry, I ain't got Matt. No Bitcoin. Matt owns no Bitcoin. No Bitcoin. Not even a Zero. whole one. Not I can ten say of that them. For sure. This stuff. Yeah, but I thought me. I thought you had sold it because you were sitting on all these gains. So no, I didn't whoa, know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What gains? I ain't got no gains. I was right. making fun about two hundred thousand. I ain't got that. Oh, Matt, lucky dog, bought in at the right time. Shush, I'm just. I don't kidding. have anything. Okay, so I guess. Actually, I don't know if we have time, but I'd like to get more into the fall of the fiat currency because what I pe- think people don't get is, I mean, you can kind of put it together in your head, but if you can't, if the U.S. dollar basically doesn't make it, guys, it crashes the pound, well, it crashes the euro, it, right? Am I not? How would that look? Well, they're all the same, though, but one way to mathematically prove that the dollar will collapse is, if, is just to think by design, if you're having to loan money into existence... Where do you, like, there's never enough money to pay off, and it's it, there's interest applied to the money that got loaned in, in, into existence. There will never be enough money to pay off the debt plus the interest. So you have to keep the Ponzi scheme going, and you have to grow the supply forever, otherwise it collapses. So will this happen in our lifetime, do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. Ooh, this is exciting, guys. I can't believe it's lasted this, this long. I shouldn't get excited because I know a so, lot of people are going to die and be hungry. But like at the same time, it is pretty interesting to happen. It will happen so in, in our two, lifetime. In, two thousand, in 2008, we started. <laughs> As we sit here in our dirigible above the sky with, with plenty of supplies in the background. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing. In, in, two, in 2008, we started the Federal Reserve started what's called, which I should say Federal Reserve privately owned it's not federal at all it's privately owned mm-hmm. privately operated absolutely and which is weird yeah so it so it's it started what's called quantitative easing and it's it's just a fancy way of saying printing money and it's easing the quantity of money and when that happened a lot of people that uh studied what happened when other countries printed money to fund governments and to print our way out of a stock market collapse it never lasted that long before they were like venezuela or, or zimbabwe where you have a hyperinflation. And so a lot of people thought it was going to happen really quickly, but here we are more than a decade later. And, you know, we still have a relatively strong currency, but the reason is, is because our dollars backed by oil, because, you know, up until recently with this situation with Russia, for the most part, if you tried to make a trade agreement outside the, like if you wanted to buy oil on the open market, you had to do it in dollars, meaning you had to buy dollars first Mm. with your currency and then take those dollars to buy oil. And if you didn't do that, uh, like Saddam Hussein or Qaddafi were people that didn't do that, and you could see what happened. So we enforced this uh, backing of oil pretty seriously. But, I mean, when major when the BRICS countries make trade agreements outside the dollar, like these aren't countries we can just bully around, right, and Russia as well. So you're going to – when all of our foreign dollars come back to our shores, that's when we're going to see – really bad inflation and it could start to be happening now i mean we had an official seven percent rate if you define hyperinflation as 20 percent uh john john williams at shadowstats.com has 18 percent as our current inflation rate so we're almost at 20 percent. i just saw on the news that they said the dollar is better than ever right now better than in a decade better what that's they, a perfect they said example compared of a narrative. to other this is oh, exactly this i know and that's why i'm news. so curious so they're saying compared to other currencies around the world that the dollar is shining so great right now oh, dear Lord. it's true or not i don't know again maybe in the okay so i i get i get where you're going with that they're talking about the dollar 
So like we're all getting beat up, but the dollar didn't get beat up as bad. Yeah. Well, a way to think about it is we're all a bunch of skydivers and who's falling the least fast would be the dollar. Okay. Even though they're all dropping because they're all fiat currencies. But isn't it funny that that's the big red bold headline right now? The dollar's doing great. I'm like, really? Because it takes a lot to film a truck up. I can't, actually, I can't film a truck up. The pump cuts off at a hundred bucks <laughs> and the pump truck's not full. Uh, I, my groceries are more expensive. Oh, uh, no, they real. I, I have really noticed a difference in the grocery store. I'm like shocked every time I go in there. Like, oh. and I think back to, or like if you get anything done in construction or repair or handyman oh, work, it's like, so I want to walk us down this 20% or 18% inflation. But first I want to make clear two things that I think might be important. Two times our government went outside of what our founding fathers intended for our nation was in 1913. They gave us they taxed our income. Most people are unaware that our forefathers had no intention of taxing your actual income. So in 1913, we added an income on our tax. Or and your then, land, I don't And think. what year did the Federal Reserve, also completely not constitutional, like Russell mentioned, we have a private bank that runs our financial institutions. Which the founding or, fathers or fought. Everything, which the founding fathers fought against. And every president that has brought up their anti-Federal Reserve Bank They've gone assassinated. Yeah. They've gone. They've gotten assassinated. Wilson so, started it. Um, what year did the Fed come into play? I just want to, because, I mean, these are the years I try to always remember. Like, 1913, crap, we got income tax. And Well, what, I thought it what, was 1913. No, no, no. no the the Fed president. Reserve, what year was that? Was Federal like, Reserve Act in 1913. Are you serious? Was it really? So, it was, yes, it was. Yeah, so, the so that was the year that everything went bad. Well, the privately owned run-for-profit Federal Reserve was implemented in 1913, and it's not a coincidence that soon after we implemented an income tax. And the way they sold it to the public at the time was it's only going to be to rich people and it's only going to be like 2%. And, and there's, yeah. your, there's your road to tyranny. There, a little at a there time. Little, you hey, go, What about Matt. Social Security number? This will only be used to identify you uh, in, in the government program. You use your Social Security number on a test in college now. You made that Everybody's point earlier. And I want to say congrats. That's a perfect example of how do you... You know, where does censorship lead to 1984? We got Tiny baby steps at a time. Hey. Well, if you want to be productive, the questions to ask are, okay, if we know where this came from and we know how it progresses, then we should have a foggy idea of where it's going. And then the question should be, what should you be doing so that you and your family, and hopefully it projects out to your country as a whole, would fare it the best possible way. I would submit that you would have to take personal responsibility, starting with yourself, and, and all matters from your physical health, quit eating crap, and watch what you put in your mind. Well, hey, where could one go to learn of such things in well, West Texas? <laughs> this sounds like a great time for a commercial break, guys. Go to impresario.com. No, I'm sorry, impresariocamp.com. Yeah, and finish my website, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she designed it for me and put on there, Matt's a big douche. Um, so she took that off. No, if you go to impresariocamp.com, Matt has uh, leadership camps where he talks about entrepreneurial skills and just how to survive in general in life, period. Yeah, um, I like talking about that stuff, and I didn't actually bring that up to promote my camp. Uh, but I, I always hear conversations like this. I grew up with this stuff, you know, old-timers sitting around talking about the bad times coming, and I've always asked the same question, which is, okay, great, now what? What can you practically do? And, you know... A lot of things that, that Joe Sixpack comes with are not practical, but you can start taking care of yourself. You can watch what you put in your mind. You can, uh, you can start building wealth. And I think one of the most important things you can do is build independence in the, in the world of wealth. Because it, I saw this happen with COVID, and I'm, I'm not going to get into COVID, but let's, 
look at it this way. They came down with mandates that said your employer, if you're employing 100 people or more, you need to require that they get vaccinated. If you're your own boss, you, you do whatever you want. That's called freedom. That's liberty. There were people I knew that lost their jobs because they worked for somebody. Yeah, because they worked for somebody that said, you got to get this. And they're like, I don't want to do it. Okay. No, it, if your head's blowing up right now over COVID, calm the hell down. The first step is control yourself, your thoughts, your emotions, and your feelings, and simply observe. Okay, so listen to what I'm saying. It came down as a mandate that you're going to have to do this if you employ more than 100 people. So there's people I know that because they worked for someone, they had to make a decision. I'm either getting something in my body that I don't want or I'm going to lose my job. But if you're independently wealthy, and that's a struggle, that's a challenge, but, but be a hero in your movie, you know, like do this, do what it takes. I can't tell you what your passion is. I can't tell you the way, but I can tell you that that's the destination. And it, the adventure of life is finding that way. Become independently wealthy. And, and that means not just money, but gold, assets, land, relationships. And it will be very hard for any entity to control you. At least it will be a lot harder. Actually, I was going to say, you mean victim mentality isn't Yeah, piss healthy? on victim mentality. Well, that's what they're teaching us now. And that's sadly, I mean, I'm all for inclusivity and give, you know, making everyone feel good. I think you can still do that in our raising of children, but lose the victim mentality. And that's actually what is so important right now that they're nurturing. And any, like, going, looking into spirituality, like every guru or spiritual person across all religions, like, preach the exact opposite of victim mentality. Everything you're saying right now is the opposite of a victim mentality. Victim so I do worry about the future of without us swinging back to reality, you're going to have a lot of victims on our hands. It comes going, down to this. Yeah. If you call me fat, let's say I was 400 pounds and you call me fat, I can do two things about that. I can either fall into the victim mentality and say, oh, woe is me, or I can say, yeah, I'm fat, but I like it. Or I can say, yeah, I'm fat and I want to do something about it. That, that last part where I say, yeah, I like it, or I want to do something about it, that's the most productive either way. Okay, the, the me getting offended and worrying what you think is so unuseful, it's not even funny. It, it is complete garbage, and it also lends me to be controlled it's, by other people. It's not in style right now, though. It's, it's hot to be a victim, man. you got to get into the victim mindset. <laughs> right. It's weakness, it's though. In fact, it's a competition. Who can be a bigger victim? You see people arguing about who's a bigger victim. You got to be on the top of the victim totem pole. But one day a storm so will come right and right they now, will Russell. be gone. I promise you. One, the, the sun moving around the earth and the tides, and they don't give a shit about victims. Oh, yeah. And one day life's going to just wipe that stuff. It's actually the we, sun will engulf the earth eventually. Okay. Well, then we're all gone, Let's Russell. Say, okay, so we were, Matt got into that speech because we were preparing, preparing for our fiat collapse apocalypse. That well, we, we are I, b- building into now. So we know the Fed, w- the 1913 fact. Right. Bring us back to we're at 20%, pos- close to 20% hyperinflation. Where does that leave us? Well, I'll quote Thomas Jefferson. Um, if the American people ever allow private banks to control the issuance of currency and credit, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around these banks will deprive the people of all property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. You will own nothing and be happy. Well, shoot, that was really awesome, Russell. I w- <laughs> gosh, I almost want to like replay it again. I it won't, but I hope every – yeah, that was – actually, I did not – I don't think I've probably but, heard that quote maybe one time. But, but that's what I said about the founding fathers were adamant about controlling banks, and they and they defeated them. I think it was uh, – was it – who was on his deathbed? Was it um, um, they literally, Jack, Andrew Jackson? 
I think, who said, at least I stopped the banks. If I mean, don't, don't quote me on that. No, but, but, well, yeah, yeah. He is so, responsible. Yeah. So he had a central bank prior to 1913, he's, and he killed yes. he killed that central he's bank. speaking our future in. And so, again, without people like Elon that are seeing this and doing something, this is seriously our future. Our kids will wake up homeless on the, the land that our fathers. So I just don't think, I, I, I do believe the left... They want to belong, and so they, like, you know, you said COVID gave them something to live for. It's the first time they're actually relative. Re- <laughs> relevant. Know? Relevant. Relevant. You know, the, the mass inter- crusaders or whatever. First interesting thing that ever happened in their lives. Yes. So I, they are good people, but I don't think they have realistic conversations or a reflection upon history of where we're going. Like, they think the right is bad because we have all these, like, we need free speech. We need to be able to have the freedoms to support ourselves, et cetera, like Matt was talking about. So when the currency collapses and the crap hits the fan, we have a, an ability to survive. I don't I don't know why they're so trusting. I don't know. I just feel like they're not thinking about all these things that the right tends to not only think about, but we prepare for, and then we're called crazy. Well, they're used to the comfortable society and everything. Well, I mean, even Matt has seen some of his campers who come out who have oh no idea God. how to you, start fire. You want some Airbnb stories? Uh, well, no, we don't, we don't have we don't time. Want to I want to get into a darker place. Of okay, the cur- what does it look like when the dollar collapses? That's a good question. I mean, you can look at uh, Argentina, Venezuela, Zimbabwe, all recent history. I mean, did, is that you? Last episode, you said you went to Argentina. I did go to Argentina. And they were... I mean, it was, it was almost twenty years ago, right? But they they probably were after it, was, it, it wasn't. It was three to one. The, the dollar was three to one, so it wasn't okay. it wasn't ridiculous. I mean, this time, you know, we do have Bitcoin. But hold on, the, the if the dollar collapses, the rest of all Western current fiat currencies will as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be much bigger than if Argentina. Or, I mean, I was in South Africa yeah, when that, Zimbabwe was crashing. It wasn't. Yeah, you that, know. that's what makes it different. Is that there is. Like we're all, all the fiat currencies are going down sort of together. Like I said, think of them as skydivers and which one's falling the slowest is viewed as like the strongest. The winner. Yeah. <laughs> so I see. All right. Well, what does it look like? I mean, it's poverty. I don't know. In a word. Hunger. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. There's opportunity there too. For those that prepare, definitely when, when there's blood in the streets, there's opportunity for well, sure. There's always opportunity and in confusion just, even Mr. more. Potter. I just, um, I mean, yeah, I guess the saddest thing, which, I mean, I poke fun at it, but I do worry about, like, I mean, I lived in Los Angeles and many cities in London, and London, but I worry about the people in the cities because people have never gone hungry. And that's why the whole reason we have the guns is what people do when they're hungry. Like, I, I think they really miss that main point, what people do when they're hungry. I think, I think something like Manhattan could survive, like, two days without trucks constantly bringing food into Manhattan. I mean, there's so many people on that island. You've got to pump it. And if, if that stops, you have chaos. Just in time delivery. But you know what's weird is you hear about these people, like, starving to death. and But, like, um, you know, I have a friend that um, did, like, a two-week water fast. This is, like, voluntarily not eating for yeah. two weeks no. yeah. for oh, so health. drinking water, That's though. so in right now. Water is much more needed than food. Oh, for sure. So starving to yeah. death is, like... You, that's a way less of a threat than yeah. not having water. Yeah, see, Matt considers me out of shape, but I'm just preparing for when food is not available. There are actually, I'm doing the Samoan <laughs> diet. Right. There are actual is, preppers. I could survive a canoe trip all the way to it's Hawaii. It's real. Like you, it will take you long. <laughs> if if given water, you versus him, you're probably going to survive longer. Rex will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got more stored calories. I mean, I'm going to kill something and eat it. But yeah, if you put <laughs> it in a cage, <laughs> right. You're. 
Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, Let me see how we did on our topics, guys. Oh, yeah. Did y'all want to <laughs> kick into Ukraine and Russia? I feel like we beat out the... Well, y'all get more all, imaginative on the fiat currency collapse. I want to revisit this at another show. But um, I, I, hold I, on. I, where I, are we at on time? Just, I want to I hear uh, Rex got a thought. I yeah, because that's what... I, okay, good. Bring, it, bring it, us no, to this it, This is not Rex. a real thought. It's just this one thing that, that I don't know if I'll get to say again, but I... Because we've talked a lot about freedom of speech. Please. And what has the, the thing... Is it all right to sell, to yell fire in a crowded theater? Is freedom... Does that cover freedom of speech? You've heard that saying? I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's well, a weird thing no, to bring I, up. I, just, I think that's used as an example of something that isn't legal. Right. Exactly. Right. But right. I wanted to say, because I'm so excited that I'm the only person you will ever meet who's actually yelled fire in a crowded theater before because there was a fire. Esther. But I mean, it was... <laughs> it was... I just... I mean, always... I was Los always, Angeles? Was, or no, where? no, here. Esther's it, Follies? It, it was. Well, I don't like to use names, but yeah, I was... Uh, it was in Austin, and I always thought about that because I was on the catwalk raising a piece of scenery, and there was another piece of scenery that was being raised electronically, and the electric motor jammed, and no one turned it off. And as I was walking on the catwalk while the show was going on, it burst into flames, just shooting in every direction. And I was screaming, fire, fire. Oh, no. And, well, it was like, and and I ran off at, up to the, the staircase and yelled, fire, fire. And they had to pass up a, a fire extinguisher. And then one of the other cast members promoting a stereotype was like, I don't know how to use it. I don't know how to use it. And I like, grabbed it up there. And then I... I went up there and I sprayed the electric and I remember there's someone performing on the stage and this big cloud of white went and rained down on the stage. And they probably thought it was part of the show. Well, they had no idea. But the fact is, I always said that after it was all calmed down, I said, I actually got to yell fire in a crowded theater. And it was like, that was just a stereotype that I was very proud of. I think we should have pointed out more about his acting background. I did. Well, I did. No, I did did mention it at the beginning. I said, like myself, Rex and I are both LA actors and Yeah. I, did, like, I never nope, did any nope. producing thing, but but no, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's just that, that since we're talking about freedom of speech, that I just was very proud that I that, that I wanted everyone to know I actually did get to yell fire That's in a crowded cool. theater. So that was that. But what do you want to talk about? Things are blowing up in Russia. Well, well yeah. what we had talked about before was that that last last show was that you mentioned that Russia might have been justified into going into Ukraine because they were there to get to clean up the Nazi problem. And my point, which I didn't make last time, was you don't go into a sovereign nation, even if they are having a problem, that's an internal, they take care of it. So that does not justify the invasion. It'd be like Russia invading us to take care of the KKK. It's like, no, we'll take care of it ourselves. You don't have a right to go into a sovereign nation. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, uh, I just, I think... I. I don't think that's their real motive, was it? No, well, no, but I'm just saying, but, but he actually people, had, was thinking that might be justifiable. We're living in a world where you can't even, like, you're canceled just for trying to talk about the reason Russia would want to invade Ukraine. Wouldn't it be beneficial to know what the, the bad his, people yeah. are doing and why? And yeah. the history so of it. So shouldn't we talk about it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so that's that's where I'm at on it, and that's why I'm pointing it out. But it, you're actually bad now if you just try to talk about their reasons like, like the agreement they I mean, had game. about NATO. I mean, you, I remember when you explained that to me. My brother used to live in Ukraine, guys. So he's, he speaks from a, a little bit of knowledge from that side of the pond. But you, you said, "Oh, I would never say that online because I would." I forget what you joke. Oh, you would be censored or, or canceled. Be canceled. You'd be canceled. But I mean, yeah, the, there's all kinds of reasons of why they went to war, and people don't even want to understand or think about that. I want to say we mentioned war a lot today, and and. For those that don't really know, war is used to print money out for defense contractors who have backdoor deals for everybody to make their billions. So this most recent ask for $33 I think, to go to Ukraine is just, 
they don't really, you think we really care about the Ukrainians? No, they're just trying to pad their billion dollar pockets. We, Sorry, back to... Straight to the cantillionaires. Yeah, because I, I, I want to make it like obvious because I don't think not everybody puts the pieces together. That when people don't like war, including Republicans nowadays, because it's so obvious and apparent that most of it is for the military industrial complex, which is just the rich getting richer, like... Very little are they truly concerned about the poor Ukrainian citizens. I don't. I don't think that um, this war was somehow started to benefit U.S. defense contractors, but they probably are taking advantage of it after the fact. Well, I do think Russia is actually independently controlled and not. Like, I think their decisions are made within the borders. We for did sure. have at least two to three month run up to Ukraine where we knew it was coming. Like we were literally put a date on the calendar. Yeah. They all put their money into the defense contractors stocks, right? Like Raytheon, oh, and Boeing. I mean, seriously, Nancy Pelosi's is, yeah. long Raytheon. Okay. Or so, what? I mean, I'm kind of, I was actually kind of thinking like, and I, I was waiting for it to come, knew it was coming. I was like, why didn't I even think of that? Yeah. But, so um, I think, I think a lot of the people that think that uh, Joe Biden is, mentally not fit for office heard him saying that and kind of poo-pooed him saying that Ukraine was going to be invaded, but yet they're forgetting like it's still the office of the presidency with access to a lot of intelligence. So even though Joe may not be with it, it's he's still the president and he still gets access to all of the intelligence, which we, the United States still has really good intelligence, which he forgets. We, we were clearly watching Russia, mass troops on the Ukrainian border. And that's what, you know, that's why I think he was saying that. So well, even I, even I was, I should have seen that to, coming. To that point, weeks before it, I mean, now obviously once they invaded, I was actually quite shocked, but weeks before on when we were amassing troops on the border, Russia was both sides were saying they're only here because the United States is provoking it. Both Russia and the Ukrainian I, president was like, Go away, America. They're only here because you're pro. I personally believe we provoked it. Like, I, I do. I believe we knew we'd benefit, and we. But how did we did, Like it? a puppet player. John, John McCain in 2014 in Kiev, Ukraine, on this, on Maidan, saying we should run this president off. Is that, is that enough? U.S. Uh, diplomats, there's. Phone work. If you watch Ukraine on fire, this is what you, you'll you'll think otherwise. Well, I don't. I'm not thinking otherwise. Meaning I'm that we provoked it. That the West definitely had a hand in in the in in the steps leading up to what happened. Now Russia still crossed the line by invading a sovereign country. Yeah, for sure. But the West definitely has had a hand in Ukraine. It's almost like it's almost like if you look at what's happening now, is like they're using Ukraine. To fight Russia as like a sock puppet, just like they call telling, it a proxy war. We're right? sending them weapons. We're telling them what to do, when to do it. Is that a proxy war? What's the definition of a proxy war? I think a proxy war is just like a really small, isolated region. Like a proxy war to me is what what's been going on in eastern Ukraine for the last eight years. Let's look up the definition. I am. You got it. Uh, an armed conflict between two states or non-state actors, which act on the instigation or on behalf of other parties that are not directly involved in the hostilities. So that could be proxy war. But it's it's getting dangerous now because I think there's been 13 separate explosions at strategic areas inside of Russia now within its borders. Oh, really? Here's so how long? Terrorist type attacks, you know? With, I mean, guerrilla warfare. Well, so like the first one was uh, helicopters. 
Probably, I mean, who knows? But Ukraine didn't hasn't yet to claim them. Flew over the border and then blew up a, a oil depot in uh, over. But they flew super low to avoid radar. But then since then, like explosions, the it explodes, a building burns down, and everyone's like, "What happened?" Right? And no one's. And it's not like Ukraine's like, "Yeah, we did that." So yeah. there um, was a did, big bow up in uh, Moscow, I think, a big fire, right? Yeah, that was that's definitely one of them. But uh, it could have been a, a, a domestic terrorist. Uh, could have been maybe an anti-war terrorist. Could have, well, could have been, yeah, we forget that could have been, the majority could have been of Russia a, doesn't want could to be have been at war CIA. right now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it could have. You know, so who knows? Be anything. Hey, Russell, we have a thought police that may be after you in the future for saying that. Oh, thanks for video recording my thoughts and putting it on the <laughs> internet. For the- I'm just kidding, but I mean, no. This is how people should be able to talk. Like, could be this, could be that. That's how we grew up. Yeah, that's called freedom of speech, where we get yeah. to throw ideas well, around, and maybe some police, of them are crazy. Well, it's not allowed what, with thought police. What's dangerous about this is I don't know how much of that they're going to tolerate before they start pulling out bigger and bigger weapons, which they have. Mm. If you think about it, this is a weird... What, what, what war has ever been fought where you went all in, but, like, you held... One arm behind your back, like oh, I'm just going to use these smaller weapons. Civil yeah. War. Well, it scares me. What would what weapon was withheld? Oh, the North kind of never. I mean, the South never could have won. I mean, I, we're, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't realize where I am, but just the industrial and whatnot. Yeah, the North never went all in. Well, they had drunks leading the troops, right? Well, the drunk was the one that the drunk won. Was the good one? Never but mind. Didn't, it was the nerds didn't the that North didn't. suffer more casualties. They did. They did. So how do you account yeah, for that, country boy? Are y'all talking about the Civil War? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, no, I just I always I wanted an actual answer to the question, and that is when in history has a nation ever fought where they're sort of they're, they're seemingly leading up to being all in, similar to what we were like all of the parties involved in World War II. It was like all of the energy of the entire country was into the war effort. Absolutely. Right. That was different. Was, and well, and but, their I mean, hand, they were well, still using like one hand, which is what if Russia not using nukes to me is. Well, again, nukes is a whole. That's not a hand. That's a whole other. We can go. Well, I don't know thing. what. What would ha- who would nu- Russia nuke? Would they? Would they blow Kiev. up Ukraine? Okay, so they, yeah. with an if, atomic if bomb. they if they dr- if they put a strategic or a strategic nuke, whatever that means, something small, just only yeah. big enough to take out Kiev, you could argue that that's going to change the war into their face. I mean, it, it's going to turn the world, the, the cons for Russia. It's going to turn the world against Russia. Of course, oh, yeah. but it's, it's probably going to help them if not immediately win the war that probably would they would probably immediately be yeah, able well they would just march in there and take everything then right i mean they're that's they're chopping the head off of the command right i mean everything and ukraine ain't got a nuke <laughs> not that we know of um, yeah. yeah i shouldn't laugh so hard they're just so poor hey i do want to read so a poor. much easier um bless pro- their heart definition for proxy war where russell checks his phone it's um <laughs> warfare is a okay proxy war that results when opposing powers use third parties as substitutes for fighting each other directly, which... That'd be like us and Russia fighting through Ukraine. But, but we kind of do that Both in, parties, in both parties. Too, so I can't... This so is proxy really for nec- us and not for them. It's not so necessarily what's happening right now, but I just... That's Vietnam. I felt like my last definition I gave was really confusing, or was too confusing. That was a little bit more clear. No, that wouldn't be When Vietnam. both parties are using third parties to fight for their behalf. So, so okay, um, Russia, I mean, U.S. backs Ukraine... And Ukraine fights Donetsk and Lunask in eastern Ukraine, and Russia backs them because those regions actually have their own flag. They're trying to be their own thing. So I think that that is a really good example of a proxy war would be what's been going on in the Donbass region of Ukraine for the last eight years. No? 
I, sounds like it by the definition. Right. So Vietnam was not a proxy war because we were there in Vietnam fighting. But if, if we had been, if we stayed out of that and we just gave money to South Vietnam, then it would have been a proxy war between us and China through Vietnam. Which yeah. one of the reasons I brought up the Civil War because what you reminded me of was like Gettysburg, which was the South's attempt to bring it into the, the Northern invaders, which is, sounds exactly what's happening now. It's all been happening in Ukraine, but now they're trying to take it to Russia. And that's what happened in the South. Well, but why wouldn't they? I mean, well, it, yeah, if Ukraine's I mean, fighting and they're like, hey, we got a chance to take out one of their oil refineries to stop their trucks coming through, of course they're going to plan to blow it up. Does oh, Russia so still have Chernobyl? They, they took Chernobyl and they were dumb enough to dig oh, trenches God. by hand. Oh, dumb no. enough. For like a defensive position on Chernobyl. So they're all canceled. Exactly. Took, sitting yeah. in the dirt. For yeah. those that but don't they, know. But, but they've since left and abandoned and uh, Ukraine it, is now back in control oh, okay. of, I was gonna of say, the Chernobyl would, region. Yeah, you can't just leave Chernobyl alone. For those that don't know, in 1986, <laughs> Chernobyl was one of the largest nuclear explosions in all the world. No, my d- brother disaster, and I have explosion. been fortunate enough to take a day trip and visit. Oh, no. Check it out on my YouTube channel. But... When he means digging in the sand, yeah, it's completely digging straight into dangerous radiation. And what people don't realize is you need, like, thousands of employees there at the nuclear power plant to yeah. keep it. Like, I don't know how they manage it, but they manage the nuclear waste that essentially could ruin, like, ruin the world into humanity if it were released or got out or wasn't taken care of. In fact, that's kind of scary, but I guess you can't really bottle it up and take it with you. Like, it was scary well, that, that Russia had access to it. How are you going to use it on left. Kiev? How are you going to blow up Kiev with an atomic bomb and they go, okay, we're going to occupy it. Nobody can occupy it. It's going to be radioactive. If they use radiation, yeah, yeah. So I guess no one wants it. It's going to be it. like Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's, I mean, they're, they're, they're there boomings, now. They're, they're booming now. So how long did it take for the radiation to go away? It's well, thousands. It, it doesn't. And What's, yeah, you guys, radiation takes thousands, if not millions of years to well, disappear. That's a good question. So what about the hyper... Cancer? What's the name of the bomb that kills only living beings and leaves all the infrastructure? Neutron. No, it's a hyperbolic or hyper something. No. Hyperbaric. Hyperbaric. Yeah, hyperbaric. But that's conventional explosives. Their neutron bomb will kill organic material but leave everything else. Okay. Just, but that's massive radiation, isn't it? Uh, I'm not an expert on that. I know about thermobaric. So if though, they, they want to occupy, if they want to bomb a place, kill the people and occupy it, use the infrastructure, hyperbaric. Well, hyperbaric's going to mess some stuff up too, though. That's the diff- hyperbaric ain't a neutron bomb. That's a fuel air mixture being ignited in an explosion, and it, it's disastrous. That's poor man's nuke. Yeah, okay. it. it blows stuff up. A, yeah. All right. But Hiroshima and Nagasaki, good point. They're booming cities, but I don't know how long it took. I bet they so. got a hell of a cancer center. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they were able to contain it. The, well, so, I one mean, thing we I never have really had a, a radioactive. Have a um, nothing has ever really gotten out, thankfully. Well, isn't Chernobyl still producing radiation? Oh, yeah. I mean, See, that's the thing. They're just kind of contain it. The situations we mentioned, the bombs, that's just boom, it's, and then, then it starts to dissipate and, 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 and uh, be... Um, uh, diluted, and I mean that's why they're livable. But if, if if Chernobyl's still producing radiation, then that's a situation. It is. It's not. It's not dissipating because it's still creating it. Yeah, I mean they have the sarcophagus over it, which they've built in two basically big shields that keeps the majority of it down. But like the management of like sand that needs to be brought in, it sounds weird, but like it's just like a couple hundred, if not thousands, of employees that go in that ten kilometer zone daily to just make sure it's just managed. Mm. And what I'm talking about is like a bunch of radioactive liquid and lava y stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think it's definitely not thousands, probably not, you know, hundreds. We it, were there. It, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can see the buildings. Well, the half life of the element, I mean, is fact. 
So whatever it produces, whatever's left over, you can look up the half-life of that. And half-lives range from a few minutes all the way to tens of thousands of years, depending on what you're talking about. Polonium is not is one of the deadliest substances known to man. I got some in my lab. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's not polonium anymore because its half-life is, I can't remember, it's on an order of hours or days. So it's already moved into the next element. So don't drink anything. And it's life. safe now. Okay. I got to go look up and see what it moved is. But when it was polonium, it was horrible. So what I'm saying is if you have something like, I, I, I don't know, being a chemist, look at this calling out. But I look, folks, traditional chemistry of nitrating things and making explosives, not nuclear chemistry. Um, but I do know that if you get some of those longer life elements in there, their half-life is extremely long, thousands of years. Nope. Do you know what a half-life is? Yeah, I mean, r- uh, roughly. So basically, ba- real quick thing is if you have, let's just say, 10 pounds of radioactive material and its half-life is one day, well, in one day, you'll have five pounds. And then another day, two and a half pounds. Okay, so in that half-life, it's being cut by a half. So it never really gets to zero, but it's being cut. Asymptote curve? Isotope. Isotope curve? Yeah. Pretty sure it starts with an A. Asymptote curve, it approaches zero? Oh, you're talking about never the mind. name for the curve? If you chart the... I'm ma- talking about isotopes. You're, you're saying it never gets to zero? If you chart that, it's an asymptote curve. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the name for the curve, it, I, but I know it's... We're talking about isotopes. Only a person I know that drops that in, like, interviews is Elon Musk. He'll, he'll, he dropped that word. <laughs> the asymptote. Yeah. We've definitely solved all of the world's problems now. No, I think we just brought them up. Yeah. Now we have to solve them. I feel kind of bad that We'll solve so them on the next episode. It's fun, though. I mean... You know, the idea is to think, right? We're very quantum bomby today. Dropped a lot of bombs to think about. Solutions come next week. Or maybe in a few days, guys. We're going to hopefully crank out two to three a week. We hope to live stream eventually as well. Um, do you want to go around the room and, and say where people can find you or just say goodbye? My name's Russell. Don't find me. <laughs> well, last week, they could find you, but now... Well, you can look at my fishing pictures on Instagram. I'm Rex. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm Matt Barnett, and uh, you can come hang out sometime at ImpresarioCamp.com if you want to go check it out. Uh, Impresario Camp on Instagram. Awesome. Beth Hagendorf on all all of my handles. I have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube. Or if you want to find me, it's very easy, Beth.tv. I think that's everything. Thanks for joining us, guys. Can't wait till you could hear our sweet intro and outro I have coming. Hey, my beautiful people. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We also have our podcast on video format on Rumble, Odyssey, and YouTube. Please find us there. Like, subscribe. If you're not a video person, but you know someone who might be, please tell them about our podcast. Stay free.